So in the dream, I am in a house with a bunch of women. I know these women um, in that I am I clearly like know who they are and am comfortable being in a house with them. But other than that, I don't really know who they are. And I would describe the vibe of this this like house full of women is kind of like when you're on vacation uh, like at a, like a beach house or something. And some people are like cooking and some people are like playing a game and some people are like doing some little errand thing. Uh, that's kind of what the mood was like. But then I realized that my friend was there with her baby. And, um, this is a, a person I know in real life and I'm friends with and her baby is, uh, she just turned one. Um, and so I kind of latch onto her as like, oh, I know who this is. Amazing. You've got your, your kid with you. And uh, then in the dream, the next thing I notice is that the, uh, this baby is younger and smaller than when I remember seeing her last in person. And at one point, my friend offers her up to hold. And I hold the baby and I realize that this baby has what I would describe as like her head is so soft that it is like a water balloon (laughs) and and like a water balloon with like a little bit of liquid like drained out of it. So it almost feels like it's like it, it feels like her head is going to pop. And I said I was like, is this do I need to worry about this? Like, is this okay?" And my friend was like, yeah, no problem. And then she went to like get something done and it was just me hanging out with the baby. And I am like just trying so hard to not have her head pop. And then the the kind of next realization of consciousness of the dream kicks in, which is that I'm not just at any house. I am in my childhood home. Uh, and I like right. I start to kind of like recognize the features of it, and like that's the you know family room that I watched a lot of TV in as a kid. Okay, out the window, there's that porch that I recognize. Um, so it took me right back to this like childhood zone, and then I hung out with the baby for a while and was just kind of like taking like holding her and walking her from room to room, and then I don't know what happened, but I. It, either like I hit her head on a door or like, I don't, I, I wasn't aware of the moment of impact, but I, uh, realized like, as I'm holding the baby's head in my hand that like, it's basically leaking. I would describe, sorry, I, I hope this isn't like a completely like horrifying dream. Uh, when you have a blister, like a big blister and it, you pop it and it's like, it's not painful and nothing really happens other than like just a little bit of like liquid comes out of it. That's what I would describe happened to this baby's head. And I was like, Oh my God, I broke the baby. Um, I've, I've maybe killed her even though she was still alive and cooing and wriggling around. Uh, and I, but I was just like, I cannot return her to her mom, uh, and have her see what she did. And I was kind of inspecting this baby and like looking at the back of her head and nothing really seemed to miss, but I, I knew what happened. Uh, and then the, the kind of third consciousness level of the dream was that I was, you know, with these women, including my friend in my childhood house, which was, <laughs> then I realized it was in Mexico. And so I was like, it had an added level of like, okay, well, 
were in Mexico. And so like, I literally don't, I'm like, I'm familiar with any kind of, you know, all, all of my usual habits and routines and like places that I know I'm not familiar with outside of this house. Like, I literally don't know how, like, if this baby is not well, like, I don't know what I would even do. I don't, I would, I think in my dream, I was like, I don't know what to call 911. Like, I don't know what 911 is in Mexico. And so this is all kind of going through my head at the moment. And then my friend came back and asked for her baby back. And I handed the baby back to her and I didn't say anything. I was just kind of like, well, she seems fine. And you don't really see any evidence of this thing that just happened where her head like leaked. Uh, So I just handed her back and I was in my head, I was just like, I hope I just I hope this is all good because if this if this caused some sort of traumatic injury to this baby, uh, we are in Mexico and I and I don't know what to do. So that that was the dream. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that I didn't know whether it was something that I had done to the baby or something that had just kind of like naturally happened, which I think again speaks to the the anxiety I think I have about having kids of just like, again, I, I, I think a lot of it is I, I'm a pretty healthy person and I've been very, very lucky in life to like be healthy. Uh, same with my whole family and the specter of like something bad happening health wise is definitely there, especially in America where, uh, the, the, the healthcare is poor. And so, yeah, any, any kind of, any kind of dream that I've had that involves like injury or illness, I, I do feel that feels kind of exotic and foreign to me in a way uh, that I think is kind of scared. Like it was, it was one of those things where the the visuals, like the the way the dream felt, it wasn't scary. Like it was a brightly lit like middle of day, and the baby didn't like cry or anything. But it was like a horror movie thing. Uh, of, you know, some, a kind of unknown sickness or injury that was happening. So, yeah, I guess th- there is something to that. So the house with, you know, women in it that I'm I'm chill with, that has a reference, I think, probably closest to the trips that I've taken with this one particular group of college friends. Um, since I graduated from college, I graduated from college uh, 10 years ago now. And, um, it wasn't something I expected to do, uh, necessarily. Like, I don't know. College was, is so immersive that when I was in it, I literally didn't even think of like what was going to happen afterward. Uh, and so I just had this very close group of friends, but you know, we did, we didn't really travel with each other during college, but then kind of the first summer after graduation, it was like, we need to, we should, hang out and kind of keep this specifically like communal feeling of like living together and like hanging out together all the time going with uh like a long weekend trip and so for I think almost seven years we did like one one trip a year usually in the summer the passage of time and people moving and life basically has had had me move kind of like drift away from one group of like college group of friends to my husband's group of friends so there there's something in that too is that like the mood is of of my college vacation experience but then the person who I like recognize and latch on to is someone that I've met afterwards and I didn't I did not expect to 
make a ton of friends after college. Like I had such a good social experience in college that I was like, this is it. These are my people. And we're going to like kind of lock in and be bros for life. And uh, life is way uh, bigger and messier and stranger than that. And I've had, you know, relationships change and new friendships come in. And that has been one of the most surprising things to me about my like twenties and into my thirties is continuing to make new friends. I mean, I honestly think it, you know, the, the main theme of the dream is like interacting with this baby. And I do feel like that is one of these things that has people kind of getting married and having kids and changing their lives in that way is something that has influenced my social life, emotional life, everything. And I would, I would basically describe it as like, you know, she was, she our first, she was our first friend in this particular group of people who had a baby. And the first time she brought the baby to like a social gathering, all of the energy and like all of the attention just goes to this baby. Cause you're like, I've seen all of you guys for years, like whatever, but you made a person who is new and so funny to look at and observe and hold. And it does kind of like redirect, it redirects the energy of, um, you know, life. The first time I met this particular baby was like a week after she was born, which was sooner than I imagined it would be. Um, but my other friend set up uh, a, what is called a meal train. I have no idea how uh, common that is of a, a titling or nomer, but it's just where you sign up to like bring your friend food after something crazy happens, like giving birth. And we so me and my husband went over like a, a week after she gave birth and uh, I held her daughter and it, yeah, it was, it was crazy that I was just like, this is, this kid is so small. <laughs> like again, uh, the expectations versus reality where you're just like, ah, yes, I've, I've looked at a baby before, but actually holding and being responsible for a baby is totally different animal. And then the last time I saw the same baby, probably a couple weeks before I had this dream, she was like, she's up, she's uh, not walking yet, but she's crawling. Um, I held her again and she was like looking at me and like reacting to things that I was saying. And then I was just completely blown away by kind of the development of like, you know, the difference a year makes of just basically being like in inert uh, science experiment come to life uh, in comparison to like what is swiftly becoming like a real person. You know, I'm I'm thinking about having kids soon, relatively soon, or trying to start having them. And then in that mindset, especially having friends who have babies and thinking about having them myself, I am going back and kind of reevaluating the environment that I was born in and that I grew up in. I grew up in a small house in Vermont that my parents were still able to afford to buy on like a middle class salary, for example, versus I now live in New York City in a pretty expensive, uh, essentially a studio apartment, which is one room. Um, so maybe there is something there that, uh, you know, walking from room to room in my childhood house, holding this baby is something that is not possible with a baby that I might have in the future having the dream of wa walking through the different rooms then waking up and being in my like one room definitely felt like okay this is it's again another sign 
just like the change in my kind of social life from college to now, it's like it is something that is inevitably going to have to change if I want my life to change in that way. Dream Logic is produced by me, Elias Campbell. Original score in this episode by Output 111. You can find links to their music in the show notes. Sound mixing by Sarah Bassiano. Our theme music is by Sean Sutherland, cover art by Stephen McLaughlin. Special thanks to our guest this week, Molly. Molly has two podcasts of her own you should check out. One is called And Introducing, which is a podcast about words about music. So they cover a lot of music memoirs, discuss different artists, and really fascinating detail. The other podcast is called Infinite Cast. She and her co-host read and discuss Infinite Jest, uh, about 10 pages at a time. So if you're a David Foster Wallace fan, or if, like me, you've always wanted to read Infinite Jest, intended to, but just uh, need the right kind of support, be sure to give it a listen. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DreamLogicShow. If you have a dream you want to share, email us at dreamlogicpod at gmail.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. <laughs>